Hey, I'm John. And I'm Becky. And this is the We Are For Good podcast. Nonprofits are faced with more challenges to accomplish their missions and the growing pressure to do more, raise more, and be more for the causes that improve our world. We're here to learn with you from some of the best in the industry, bringing the most innovative ideas, inspirational stories, all to create an impact uprising. So welcome to the good community. We're nonprofit professionals, philanthropists, world changers, and rabid fans who are striving to bring a little more goodness into the world. So let's get started. Yo, yo, what's happening? Just sitting here with you, John, Becky, our fangirl, Julie. I know. What's up? And we don't have a guest today. We're the guest. We're the guest. guest. Pressure's on. <laughs> Sorry to let anybody down today. <laughs> it's just us. <laughs> but this is, you know, we're picking up where we left off a couple of weeks ago. We're talking through our core beliefs that really, like, register with us. Like, they are really our heart song. They are our heart song. And today we are talking about our second core belief, which is long game. And do not tune out when you think about the long game, because this is something that's going to kind of buck convention in terms of what we've been taught about the urgency in nonprofit and putting deadlines on people. We are moving away from that a little bit today. And John, where do you want to start off with that? I mean, just I'll define it as we define it. You know, we we call it playing the long game, and it's really about understanding that quick wins and cutting corners have a place, of course, but we're really choosing to dig in, work through challenges, and build a cultural movement. And that takes time, and it takes time to swell, mature, and grow, but it works every single time. And so this uh, belief kind of came up as we have been on the development side of things, because if you think about it, development at its core is not just episodic at, in nature. It's not just you show up and get a gift in, on an island. <laughs> I always say on an island, but it's, it's a journey. And it's a journey that has sometimes could be, you know, a period of months or minutes. And sometimes it could go on for 20 or 30 years and become a lifetime gift and a legacy gift. And that's really what we're trying to embrace and encompass with this idea of playing the long game. Yeah. And it just kind of takes that notion of cultivation. And, you know, for those that are not in the nonprofit fundraising space, I mean, it's this concept of how do you bring somebody along on your journey and make it incredibly relevant for them, meaningful uh, for the uh, the moment that they're in in their life and the season, and how do you just make that connection at the right time, right place, with the right project, and and that's really what can create like what we call miracles in yeah. our nonprofits and on the front lines. So it's today we're really talking about how do we shift thinking from this sort of one and done uh, relational aspect of nonprofit engagement and relationship building. So um, I just think, you know, we, we think in terms of campaigns, campaigns always have a set period of time and it, and it is just a sprint when you're yeah. in that. And when you're, when you're putting together a budget for the year, you know, you're trying to put your KPIs together, you're putting your goals and you are just hitting it hard. And that's not what this is about. And we kind of wanted to create some space to say, Yes, those things are important. Yes, there is a time for urgency. But what happens when we plant these meaningful seeds at the beginning and we sort of just let them germinate for yeah. a while? What could happen? Yeah, and, you know, I think one of the most tangible examples of this, if you know Becky and I's story, um, the employee giving campaign piece when we were at a healthcare organization was like one of the biggest things we camped out on because at a fundamental level we thought, 
if you're going to start a philanthropic movement in something like a hospital that has a lot of employees, why wouldn't you start right there at home? And I think that's true. Whatever your home base is, you want to not sell short the philanthropic experience for those closest to your mission. And so this is a challenge that I would really impart on you to think about is that where are you cheapening your mission? And it's easy. And I see this a lot where you like want to turn things gimmicky and who doesn't love a good freebie, <laughs> you know, <laughs> who doesn't love getting going. a t-shirt when you give blood and all those things. But we're, we really set out when we designed this employee campaign to not be gimmicky because we thought the end game is not just to hit a participation number. And gosh, it's hard to, you know, sometimes go up the chain and say, we're not really shooting for the highest participation. We're shooting for engagement because over the long term, that's what's going to pay dividends. And so having this, you know, what Simon Sinek would call playing the infinite game or not playing the infinite game, being part of the infinite game. It's not, it's not just you. It's bigger than that. And it's not just the time that you're going to be at your nonprofit. It's bigger than that. And so I think it's a really powerful tool if you think about we're not going to use gimmicks to get people on board. We're going to actually surround them with the beauty of the mission and do that in a really crystal clear way. Because if people fundamentally are treated in that respect, that they can share their passion, share their interest for the mission, get connected to stories and the cause of it, they're going to be so much more of a valuable donor to you. Not and just it's in probably dollars. a valuable employee. Oh, a hundred percent, right? And yeah. I think that we saw that to be true about engagement on every level. So we really set out to be the non-gimmicky campaign. And over time we added elements to make it fun, but it never replaced the core ethos of the campaign. And that's what I would impart with playing the long game is about keeping your mission, your story central to connecting to hearts and minds. And that's what it's all about. Yeah. You know? And I love that you brought up employee con employee giving in the context of the long game because you know as we were doing all this discovery on employee campaigns and we were seeing like casino royale <laughs> employee giving <laughs> or Hawaiian the, luau. the luau's you get a lay or right. whatever a coconut drink if you uh, give <laughs> i mean that is just not going to connect anyone to your mission um right. in the long run though it is fun but it's like employee giving is just that space i think that just seems to be forgotten a little bit and when you really take a step back that's home. Those, that's our family. That's our internal core family. And giving needs to start with the family. So those have got to be people that are bought in forever. And I think it's just such an easy conversation, at least in the hospital setting, because there are so many nurses at and clinicians yeah. across the world who go to their hospital and they stay there forever. And so what a gift to be able to sit them down, look them in the eye and say, why is this place important to you? Yeah. Why is it meaningful? How can you connect? So John, why don't you tell them a little bit about the volunteers? Okay, and yeah. when we ask that question, what kind of happens? Yeah. I mean, I'll be extremely candid. I mean, we were at the healthcare organization for almost a decade. So you can imagine we did get the chance to play the long game because we saw some of these things germinate as Becky used. I'd never used that word until right Isn't now. Isn't it a so fun know word to say? Using, yeah. <laughs> can we play a buzzer every time I say the word germinate now? <laughs> But, you know, the volunteers are a, vi a very big core of a healthcare system nowadays. And it's like their service is undeniable. Their hearts, the people that show up to do this, like they're so, so incredible. Pure. What was interesting, though, is that 10 years ago, we were kind of on separate ends of the playing field. It's like they were showing up in the hospital and doing their thing. And the foundation was over here raising money. And, you know, I think Becky and I stepping into this realized 
it's really funny because we're doing the same thing, but we're doing it on two different teams. And that's great on one level. You know, you're always going to have third party or hope you have third parties that are advocating on your behalf and going out and, you know, kicking the ball down the field in their own way. But how much powerful is it when you can get, you know, together on the same page with this? And so, you know, as the employee campaign conversation was starting 10 years ago, I remember, you know, we started to first engage the volunteers and right out of the gate, it was probably us being too ambitious, thought, let's just, you know, send them all letters and ask them to make a gift <laughs> to this Oops, campaign. rookie mistake. <laughs> and they told us exactly what they thought about that, <laughs> you know, and these are the most gracious, kind, beautiful, wonderful people on the planet, but it was the wrong tactic at the wrong time. We didn't have a relationship, A. B, they're already serving. They're already giving of yeah. their life, totally of their selfless. time. And so it was very tone deaf to show up and say, hey, we would love you to make a gift, even though they never heard of us or even know who we are. So that was year one. And I'm going to put a stake in the ground. Let that be the low point. (laughs) It's the low point. But it did open up a conversation. This is why honesty is so good. Even for people like me that don't like conversation, it's so good to get that feedback because we pivot, we adapt. That's one of our core beliefs we'll talk about in a few weeks. But it's like you're always pivoting you're always adapting to what the change of the scenery is happening and so you know a couple years kind of go by and we are finding different ways to engage them and share the story of what's happening but we kept them more you know as an external piece of it as we tried to find the right way to engage them and just started building the relationship and having the conversations and what formed is actually truly some of our dearest friends. Truly, <laughs> truly, yes. And so much respect and admiration for what they brought to the table and understanding the mindset of a volunteer and their heart for giving and kind of how it's different than maybe an employee and different than an external donor. It's kind of in this different space. And so, you know, they really came up with this idea of, you know, wanting to participate, but they wanted to do it in a different way. But it was translating their um, service that they already do in the hospital, which is work in the gift shops, work in the information desk, and they, you know, make money in those capacities. So we could actually go and request a gift from them as an auxiliary in a matching gift capacity. So it really scratched both of our backs at the same time. It's like they wanted to give, they wanted to be involved, but it also allowed us to channel that and be alongside and challenge employees to do the same thing. And so it turned into this incredible, um, really, really incredible relationship because the volunteers got to be positioned as truly the hero because they came forward with this transformational matching gift. But it gave us another level to engage employees and say and challenge them to step up and see their impact doubled. So this relationship grew and grew and grew. And from that, we just have the most incredible friendships and relationships from that because there's hundreds of volunteers, you know. And so it was a relationship worth fighting for to figure out the right way to connect with them. And so I love that. I love that story too. And really when you think about how far we had come just in eight or, you know, even seven to eight years, I mean, we had gone from do not send me a letter at home (laughs) soliciting to the point where why aren't you coming and talking to us? So why don't you tell them what happened after (sighs) that? Which part? Uh, I mean, yeah. I mean, there was, it just became such um, an intrinsic part of our discussion is that we're just talking about philanthropy. We're talking about ways that we can move the needle in a big way. And so there was just a, um, a ramp up for years of this long game to the point where we're getting into a major capital campaign to build an addiction and mental health facility. And the volunteers came forward with just an incredible multi-million dollar gift. I am talking about the amount of Brighton Seven and the amount 
amount of penny candy that you would have to sell (laughs) in a gift shop to be able to give a seven-figure gift and transform, you know, that level of care and put your thumbprint on it was just staggering. And that led to plan gifts and to... Of the members. Yeah, Yeah, we we added the the auxiliary to our board. And so there were just so many entry points for something like that. And it was just really heartwarming. Yeah, and it just shows that it's like you put in the time for relationships. And I think if you look across the industry today, it's really sad how long people stay in development roles. So I hope we can be allies for you in that changing that because we really need, nonprofits need people to invest a significant part of their career. But if you think about, if you're only there statistically 18 to 24 months, how can you play the long game? You've got to be bought in that this is long-term relationships and that you're helping to connect that for the mission's sake and not just for you personally. So I think that's really huge. Absolutely. I have a piece of advice that John has given me, and he probably doesn't remember this from when he was my (laughs) boss at the healthcare foundation we were at, but I don't remember what we were working on, but we were feeling like unmotivated, down about something I don't remember. And he just kind of reminded our team every single day we're working towards something. And I think at least at my age, my age struggles with instant gratification a lot. And we want that end result. We want that dream job. We want that um, that end of the campaign. And so I think you can take this mindset and apply it to a campaign, but you can also apply it just to your professional life in general of every day you're working towards something. Um, even though you may not see that in game for a little bit, but that was some John advice that <laughs> few, John, few years ago. <laughs> you're inspiring people. You don't even <laughs> remember and you're you inspiring so people. That was some really yes. good counsel. But you know, I mean, I, th- Thank you. I appreciate that. But I mean, it's also playing the long game in like every aspect of development. Like that was an example of a major gift. But even think about your email strategy. You can't just show up and email folks one day of the year on giving day and expect to get a response. It's a long game. It's a long game of building trust. It's a long game if you get on Pinterest. And we're going to have a really awesome upcoming episode talking about how That's to use Pinterest. That's really exci- exciting. And it is way yeah. more than just doing what I do, which is like planning, pinning things for your kids' birthday parties exactly. or recipes <laughs> or where you want to go on vacation. I mean, there is an actual smart and an intuitive way that you can leverage Pinterest for your business. It's spoiler. It's the long game. <laughs> yeah, you know? it is it's the, the long, long game. game. So I just, I think one other thing that I want to say about the long game that is just absolutely critical is that you have to educate your leadership about why the long game is important. I mean, all of us are up against deadlines. We all have these major goals we need to achieve. But the reality is, if we can just be patient, if we can teach our leaders to be patient, our board members, that we are planting seeds now, you know, that will yield fruit years from now that will make us stronger, that will make our relationships more multifaceted. And they'll be made and there'll be relationships with the mission, not just relationships with us as individuals, which I think is is difficult as a frontline fundraiser to make sure that your donors are falling in love with the mission and not as much you. And that is how you're able to overcome an 18 to 24 month exit from an employee. And so coaching that leadership about why it's important to have those conversations and why we need to be bought in and pace ourselves, why we need to just not come out guns blazing and ask all our employees to give $100 because it's not about the money. It's about the connection. It's about the mission and about what it means to them. 
And so I think, again, if we can just humanize and just pace ourselves just a little bit, we're going to see just incredible fruit at the end of this labor. And we have that dream for we are for good. We, we are in the long game. This is, this is like we're in point one of the marathon <laughs> with we are for good. And we have so much more that we know we're going to do with this company. Sure. The podcast is just scratching the surface. But community and relationships are everything. And we've got to be able to pace ourselves as we develop them. I love it. So if I can end with a quote that really has struck a chord with me this week, I read it and I'm like, how serendipitous that we're literally talking about the long game this week. Mm -hmm. Um, It's in Jay Shetty's new book. If you have seen that, it's uh, all the rage on social media right now. Live like a monk. This is a quote that he heard that really kind of transplanted him into living like a monk several years later. The true meaning of life is to plant trees under whose shade you do not expect to sit. Ugh. Boom. Boom. So what are you doing today in your shop that's going to set you up for that next major gift or for that next person that's going to create a movement? It's your time. It's bigger than us. So I hope you feel motivated today to go play the long game. I'm all in. Thanks so much for tuning in. I hope you were as inspired as I was. Want access to all the freebies and notes heard on today's show? Head over to weareforgood.com slash hello to join our mailing list and connect weekly with the resources and goodness shared from our incredible guests. If you love what you heard today, would you consider leaving us a podcast rating and review? It really does help more people find us and join our good community. Thanks, friends. Our production hero is me, Julie Comfer. Our theme song is Sunray by Remy Borsboom. Have a great day. Rabbit fans have always powered the We Are For Good podcast, but now Rabbit fans can get even more goodness and access by joining Good Friends. It's our listener support community for the We Are For Good podcast. Good Friends comes with perks, exclusive episodes with John and I, including The Good Brief, our new monthly cliff notes of the greatest takeaways and lessons learned from that month, and exclusive AMA episodes where we answer your burning questions and tap our community of experts. Join now or learn more at weareforgood.com backslash friends. We can't wait to see you inside. That's weareforgood.com slash friends.